Coming up this week on Kings of the Rings podcast, it couldn't have gotten more raw on Monday night as the biggest story in wrestling happened hours before the show. We discussed the Boston Globe controversy because, quite frankly, we have some time today. Ric Flair also is walking that aisle one more time. Roman Reigns is getting a taste of the Brock Lesnar life, and Kay Murphy saw Jeff Hardy do Jeff Hardy things. And so I guess the only thing left to say, Michael Cole, is that truly it is boss time on the 200. In 92nd episode of Kings of the Rings podcast exclusively on WrestleAttic Radio, and it starts right now. You know, I really thought we were going to go into this show today and talk about the craziest thing in wrestling being Ric Flair, still wrestling. And then Monday happened. Yeah, hold my beer, bro. Come on now. <laughs> Holy shit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 292nd episode of Kings of the Rings podcast, so eloquently titled Card Subject to Change, because everything is up on the table this week. I'm your host, King Ricky Rose, along with Willie T and DK Murphy. We have a limited amount of things to talk about, but the things we do have to talk about, especially our first topic, is a pretty important topic to talk talk about in all of wrestling but before we get to do that let's check in with the other host will how are you you know it took me probably like about an hour and a half but this lower third has officially been created i love the way it looks not gonna lie <laughs> talk with Tarashuk. new graphics coming soon a lot of fun things going on in my world because i am will tarish the fun of the stops over here t's and thomas a-r-a-s-h UK, K Murphy, I was watching Dynamite the other day. I was just thinking, wow, K loved this, K loved this, K definitely loved this. <laughs> K must have loved the fuck out of this. And then K um, cried here, 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 and there. <laughs> so K, put it all down for me. <laughs> um, are we doing my whole breakdown now, or do you want Not to- Not right now, no, no we're, we're, you are gonna get your segment, yeah. Well, I didn't cry as much as you thought I would. That's a lot. But <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> It's true. Jeff won, um, first of all. <laughs> Jeff and CM Punk won on the same card. Yeah, you cried a lot. Yeah. I did Yeah, 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 they're, they're, yeah, yeah they're, they're bad at lying. <laughs> they're bad at lying. I really didn't. Um, the mm-hmm. thing, I'm like, we'll get into it, but like, the things that had me feeling away were not the things I expected to have me feeling away. Oh, nobody expected everything that just happened in the last <laughs> couple of days in wrestling. It's it's weird. It's messy. Something's not right. Um, and I don't know if we're going to get to the bottom of this. We're probably not. Yeah, not but a chance. We're, we're, yeah, but we're going to lay out everything that we know thus far and some of the speculation on what might happen there is no definitive answer right now if there will ever be a definitive answer we're just going to see where the cookie crumbles but we have a lot to talk about because this has a lot of implications and you can see this situation coming from a lot of different angles so first and foremost monday night raw the last minute headlining match was supposed to be a six-pack challenge for the uh, number one contenders, uh, for number one contender for the Raw Women's Championship uh, against Bianca Belair at Hell in a Cell, featuring Asuka, Becky Lynch, the, the uh, women's tag champions, Naomi and Sasha Banks, as well as Dewdrop and Nikki Cross. So six... 
I honestly agree with you because four of those people didn't need to be in that match. Oh. <laughs> you, you did the other two. <laughs> so, so that was apparently the highlighted what was supposedly going to be the main event, essentially a house show main event for all intents and purposes. Um, Within the first, what, 15 or 20 minutes, it was then announced, it was initially announced to be a backstage segment between Becky Lynch and Adam Pearce that the main event had to change. And then throughout the night, it was revealed or leaked that Sasha and Naomi specifically left Raw entirely. Uh, it was then later revealed, uh, not only did they leave Raw, um, but it was later revealed in a leaked a, a leaked statement from Sean Ross, but it became official um, if you were on any WWE social media the next day because they put it everywhere. Like WWE themselves put it out? WWE themselves put it out on their website, they put it on their Instagram, they put it on their Twitter, everywhere. Mm the next day which i found really surprising but here i okay exactly what was said it said when sasha banks and naomi arrived at the arena this afternoon they were informed of their participation in the main event of tonight's monday night raw during the broadcast they walked into wwe head of talent relations john laurinaise's office with their suitcases in hand placed their tag team championship belts on his desk and walked out they came they claimed they weren't respected enough as tag team champions and even though they had eight hours to rehearse and construct their match they claimed they were uncomfortable in the ring with two of their opponents even though they'd had matches with those individuals in the past with no consequence monday night raw is a scripted live tv show whose characters are expected to perform the requirements of their contract we regret we were unable to deliver as advertised as advertised tonight's main events that's the official response from wwe and it was concerning for me uh well because usually when wwe makes a statement of this matter or of sorts they never use the. They always usually start with the person's real name. That and sometimes they don't even just mention it at all. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they've ever mentioned it to this length at like, all. And that's and that's just, and that's just Austin and Vince just went on TV and buried the fuck out of them. Yeah, and I don't think that was. I don't think that was the same night, was it, or was it the same? No, I think it was. I think it was the next week. <laughs> I think it was next week. It's like he picked up his ball and he went, and home, went home, abandoning yeah. you, which is yeah, which is true. Yeah, um, and it was so immediate. I mean, they used Corey Graves. Corey Graves is the easy because he's the heel announcer, essentially. And I, I just, it was surprising me how much Corey Graves kept harping on it. Did they? Because Hulu Rod, Hulu Rod did not have that perspective. Because I, I watched, sure. I watched yeah. Raw after um, this all mm-hmm. happened, so it could have been mm-hmm. some sub- editing. But it's kind of like I saw the backstage segment with Becky, and then they mentioned it on commentary. But that was really it. It only came up twice. It came up more than it came up multiple times on Monday. Did um, it really? It went to the point where Corey said that Sasha and Naomi, uh, it was like equivocally and unprofessionally left the arena, mm. or something uh, like that. Which is true. <laughs> um, 
And that's the that's the, and it surprised me because when I first looked, I was like, wait, this looks like it's on the notes app. When I looked at the statement, this is the way you see it on the screen of people who are watching us is the way that it was revealed on Twitter to everybody. So it looked like a notes app. Yeah, they didn't use their real names. They um no, no like the biggest point you made, Ricky, in our Discord join by the way, uh, was the fact that there's no WWE like heading, lettering, logo, nothing. Yeah, there's no letterhead. It looks like a notes. It looked like, like somebody wanted, it looked like, you know, whoever was an insider was like, hey, what's going on? Can you provide me with a statement? And this is what they got. But it also surprised me when, you know, the next day, WWE used all of this verbatim as their statement. Like, they kept it. Like, no one edited it. Which, again, is is very surprising to me. And this is just one side of what WWE's professional story is. And so I did some snooping because after a while, this became the biggest talk Um on Twitter, besides what was going on in the ring at Raw, which, which I mean, it was there was an Ezekiel match going on essentially at the point. Um, so that got cut. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, I didn't see Ezekiel. I, I will tell you right now, he looks he's he's wrestling more and more like the Ultimate Warrior. I do. I let it makes me so happy. I don't know why, but it makes me so happy. <laughs> he started shaking the ropes a little bit, and then a Warrior splash. <laughs> um, so. I did some shooting around, and then I came across this series of tweets uh, from uh, from a Twitter personality named at Adidas underscore head 88. Now, this guy, I don't know him from, you know, and I know him from anywhere, but from what I've gathered in my snooping of him, he's actually followed by Naomi. And if you know, like, celebrities and wrestlers, they only follow people they know. Right. And according to this guy, when I look back at some of his tweets, it seems it appears as though he was given permission to not name names essentially or be very vague, but kind of give an alternative view of what may have occurred. Like I said, we don't know if any of this is true or not, but this seems to be an interesting um alternative view of the events that occurred. So I'm going to read his series of tweets and we'll kind of just work from there. So he starts out by saying, you are approached in February as being put in a tag team after both being promised big feuds at WrestleMania. You bite the bullet and put everything you get into being a tag team. It works. You get over, win the titles at WrestleMania and become big merch push, which means they're selling a lot of merchandise, which is always a big thing when you're trying to get pushes. Yeah, RK, uh, bro. <laughs> seriously. Number two in the company. <laughs> Are they really? Yeah, behind Roman, they're number two. Jesus Christ. Um, five weeks into your reign, you show up to live TV and ready to work. You're told you'll be in the main event and you are happy. You both have been told that one will be going over from pinning the other one. You have questions why that decision was made and how it helps you as a tag team. You request a meeting with your boss to discuss it. Your boss takes the meeting and everything is actually going well. He understands your concerns. The meeting ends well and the match is told to be reconstructed, but for some reason, producers get mad about it. You then ask with one of you then ask with one of uh, your members going over what happens to your titles. You are told basically that you will just be carrying the belts. They want you to use they want to use you both to help both women's champions get more over Bianca versus Naomi and Sasa versus Ronda. Neither one of you will win the solo titles and you won't defend your tag titles until Money in the Bank, which is two pay-per-views from now um, in July on 4th of July weekend in Vegas. Uh, you, ask another, you ask for another meeting with your boss, but this time you're being called spoiled and a producer walks away screaming. He comes back and tells both of you to fix your attitudes. You have a brief meeting amongst yourselves and decide to stand up for yourselves. You go to another boss and make it clear 
you just have concerns. You ask why are we even in the match and why aren't other women in it? You ask why your titles have no stories for over two months. Again, you are met with the fix your attitudes line. So after one final meeting with yourselves and asking some others, I'm assuming some other peers, you make the ultimate decision as a team. Um, he then provides his own little commentary that's sad how one side is trying to create a a, a messed up narrative. Um, he then says, also it was asked why were Nikki ASH and Dewdrop in the match instead of starting their own starting their own program tonight, which if you've been following Raw, it kind of makes sense. Naomi nor Sasha talked down about being in the ring with either one. I don't know how that got flipped. Shit. Is that all of it? That is all of it, yes. All right, where do I start? Very, very, uh, <laughs> very, very interesting. Okay, I think I think there's a lot of fault to go around, like with most stories. I'm rubbing my hands because I'm getting interested. I'm getting, I'm getting excited. So uh, <laughs> Sasha and Naomi, first off, you never walk out like that, ever. That is the most unprofessional thing you can do, especially in wrestling, especially when Vince is a guy who takes mm-hmm. the handshake as a big deal to him. So I bet Vince was personally hurt by this. Um, I think they did everything correctly until they walked out. Like, meeting, meet, meet with Vince. You got an issue? Fine. You know, mm-hmm. you, you have valid points, in my opinion, about the finish. If all that's true, fine. Yeah. I don't think it makes sense for them to pin each other either. Uh, them being in title programs, what the fuck are you complaining about? Also, on SmackDown, they just defended the titles last Friday on TV and got a pretty long match. They've been on TV every single week. They've been pushed. Commentary was over them crazy on Friday. They were pushing them super hard. So it's, mm-hmm. part of me is just like, what are you complaining about? And also, yeah, these tag titles suck. No one likes them. It's just, well, you got to do the best you can do. That's the job you're given. You know, you are, you are a performer. You are told what to do. So you're supposed to do it. However, tempers got hot. They got really pissed off and they walked out. I can't say I wouldn't do the same thing in the heat of the moment, sure. Now, WWE should have realized, listen, give them a night, cool the heads, we'll revisit tomorrow. Instead, they got all petty and released this statement. That's also, I think, very incredibly unprofessional and kind of fucked up to do. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, you you owe an explanation to your audience, kind of, but as you said, Ricky, cards have to change. You could have just made something up. They use it all the time. Yeah. And to be honest with you, when the Becky and and Adam Pierce segment aired, I was like, oh, they switched it. Okay, cool. That should have been the last we all heard of it. Yeah. I yeah, agree. They didn't need to tell us anything. <laughs> you know. Like, and no, this okay. this is an issue that should have been solved behind closed doors, behind management and the and the talent. Yeah. Go ahead, Kay. So I didn't realize at first that it was originally like a real thing that happened that became kayfabe. I thought it, I thought it was a work for a Me long too. time. Me too. I thought it was a work until we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I thought it was a work and then I had friends over last night. So we were talking and about this and my friend was like, yeah, like had told me that it was real and they like, pretty much kind of are like manipulating it into work. Good on them because I wouldn't have known, but they don't need to do it at all. Also, I don't know. I've been hearing a lot of weird shit. It's specifically anti-Sasha. Um, yeah. All the heat. I'm not surprised by that. A lot of heat is on Sasha. <laughs> Fuck yeah, um, 
But they're saying that Sasha manipulated Naomi to walk out. It's like you don't know that. It's like you don't know I that. I doubt that. Dude, you don't, don't know. know Where's the evidence for that? It's like if you guys say yeah. something ridiculous like that, I'm not saying UK, I'm saying the internet. If you guys say something completely ridiculous like that, like you got to back that up with something. From what I have heard, Naomi is very popular and very liked backstage. Sasha is not. I believe that. Sorry, Ricky, but I also believe that. Um, I don't. But that's just me. I believe I Sasha's respected. Not liked. Yeah. I don't get the vibes that she, I don't get the vibes that she's the nicest person. I think she's more of an introvert. That's fine. Sometimes, That's and fine. I think Definitely. No, I think introverts are sometimes kind of looked at as sometimes being mean people because they just don't, they're not outgoing. Where I feel like Naomi's probably the opposite of Sasha where she's very more like... Yeah, and yeah. Welcoming. For sure. <laughs> they, 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 it's also known as resting bitch face. It's like I'm not mad. This is my face. And it's like yeah. it's like, I, yeah. like I'm not There's actually upset. This like, is just my face. Yeah. But I, I personally, I think Sasha has a huge ego, and like, cause like even like I go back to that Austin podcast when she was Mercedes. Like she wasn't Sasha. She was Mercedes. And I was just like, yeah. damn girl, you got a fat ego, and you believe your own shit, and you like the way it smells and tastes. Which That's is really funny because I, I got the complete opposite from that. I got the vibe I got. I was like, no, you're not humble like at all. Like you think you are the absolute shit. And it's just and it just annoyed me. From the awesome part, because I got the absolute I felt I saw somebody who was very um who was very insecure of their image. Mm. Which is probably I don't remember it honestly. See, I got so. that I got that from her evil episode. Really? I was like, her evil episode was like, wow, they're really trying to make you look like a baby face right now. (laughs) (laughs) Also, people that are like hella insecure sometimes will extensively talk up their own shit to convince themselves. A.K.A. The Miz. You get that a lot from The Miz's evil episode, but he's a very just tormented being. Oh, the best, though. The absolute (laughs) best. But that being said, I don't know, Sasha. I'm not in the locker room. I have no idea. Um, yeah, I bet people who know her and are friends with her said she she say she's the best. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure she is nice, but she just comes off to me as yeah. like standoffish and egotistical. Mm-hmm. We do have a little yeah. bit more information before we before I do continue because there was uh, some information again that was leaked, I guess, from Fightful and somebody who I guess <laughs> subscribes to Fightful and pays the five dollars leaked this information of the update. According to Fightful, this update says that those that we spoke. Tube had worked on the match, indicated that the match was to be constructed to not have Naomi interact with Sasha Banks or Dewdrop coming in contact with Nikki A.S.H. in the match itself. The working plan with the match was for Naomi to pin Nikki A.S.H., not Naomi pinning Sasha Banks, as speculated. Those close to the situation said that uh, Naomi and Sasha didn't claim that they didn't want to work with Becky Lynch or Oscar, though that was implied in WWE statement, which I thought they implied Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop. Anywho, and those that were and those were the two women. Uh, reference. Instead, we're told that Sasha Banks and Naomi were angling to work with Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop at the pay-per-view. The talent themselves hadn't heard that Sasha and Naomi considered anyone unsafe until the statement was released. WWE talent also got the statement in their internal talent relations app. Um, in regards to the pitch, Nikki and Dewdrop versus Sasha and Naomi, uh, pay-per-view match was turned down, and there was a pitch to have them instead interfere in the Naomi versus Bianca Belair match on pay-per-view, which was also turned down. We're told that Sasha and Naomi's issues largely are concerned about the direction of their tag titles and the division as a whole. 
Well, my first question is, okay, if you're turning down all these ideas, do you have ideas? I think your idea was they wanted to work. I, I think I here's oh well finish your thought books before because like I, if, if you're gonna if you're gonna turn down ideas, that's fine. But you better have something to replace those ideas. Because if I'm a writer or producer, I'm like, okay, what the fuck? What do you got? Let me hear mm -hmm. it. So if you're doing that without like, counterpointing, it's like, well, what do you what do you want then? Like, what do you expect? Well, they did counterpoint. I hope I hope they did counterpoint. That's my first question. It said in the statement. It said in the statement they did counterpoint. What was the counterpoint? Okay, good. Mm -hmm. Did they say what the counterpoint was? Yeah, it said in regards to the pitch, Nikki and Dewdrop versus Sasha and Naomi at the pay-per-view match was turned down, and there was a pitch. Oh, to WWE turned it down. I thought I thought Sasha and Naomi turned it down. Yeah, no, WWE turned oh, it down. Okay, my fault. I I, I misunderstood you. That's fine. <laughs> Why do they want to put them over? I'm guessing. No, they just one of the few because if you remember the original statement I read from that guy is that Sasha and Naomi work. Even though they were given the tag titles, they said, okay, we're going to work with this, and now we're going to make the tag titles like a thing, like try to make it a Good thing. Luck. And, uh, like, for, to Will's point, he was, they were right. They were getting there over. They're on, they're on, uh, they're on TV, especially on SmackDown, um, where, and they just got a brand new shirt, which is actually a pretty cool shirt. Yeah, dude, they were on um, TV every single week. I said it last week. She's just, well, two weeks mm -hmm. ago, she's just out there shaking her hips every week. I'm not complaining. <laughs> I'm gonna miss those hips. <laughs> uh, I think I, and this is just me speculating. And I think where the concern was, and this is me just from a viewing the product, is that when you look at the the Raw Women's Title Division, had three key people in it: Bianca, Oscar, Becky. What the hell is is Dewdrop, Nikki, Sasha, and Naomi doing in a six pack challenge? Yeah. When when they where Sasha and Naomi have barely been on Raw, Nikki and Dewdrop have been in backstage things where they look like they're probably forming a tag team. Like to me, the six pack challenge didn't make sense in the first place. Yeah, it's bad booking. It, it's yeah. to make them seem like they feature women on television. Yeah, but you have other women on the Raw brand that you can put there. And like, shout, out, shout out to uh with to uh to Becky and Oscar for putting together a great match in like an hour oh, and a half. Such a fun match. Oh yeah, it was right? really good. I was just like, damn. <laughs> oh, the consummate pros right there. Incredible. Yeah. It it was it was it was a it was a good match, and it's the match that should have happened anyways. Yeah. Like, it's the match they were building to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like who can like the person who wrote, oh, let's do a six pack would always no. No, it's not what you were building to. Like, it's almost like a step back. And um, there also seems to be a narrative that it's it's a, it's alluded to that they left during the show, which no one can actually confirm that. Like, WWE made the statement that they had eight hours to rehearse and blah, 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 blah. But who knows when they left? We Yeah, that's the thing. Because if, if they say they left at, like, 4 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, and then WWE still had that first segment of, like, here's the main event, and they changed it and... That's even more fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> but if you left in the middle of the show, that's fucked up. That's really fucked up too. Like if you're Sasha Naomi, you leave in the middle of the show because you're leaving out. You're leaving your girls out to dry. I mean, here's here's the thing. When because the Becky and the Becky and Adam Pearce segment was within the first half hour of the show. Yeah. It's so like right I after the opening promo. Yeah, so mm -hmm. I think they left before the show because I I can't see them being like, all right, we're gonna just do this and boom, do a do a segment about it. You know, I I feel like they left before the show. But again, that's just, I I don't know, but I feel like they did. It's it's an interesting situation because of WWE's response. 
Um, the quick response, the aggressive response, uh, like we've mentioned, you, you know what it reminds me of in not such a grand fashion? It's remember when Tony Khan went after Swole on Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. I thought of that too, actually. When this it reminded yesterday. me of that. Obviously, it's not to the scale because WWE just has a bigger scale. Um, but it kind of reminded me of that. Obviously, Swole doesn't have a contract with them anymore. Uh which in and of itself, but it, it kind of had those vibes. And I also thought about um, when this whole thing came down, there have been a ton of wrestlers. Even though we may call it unprofessional and the wrong, wrong dude, there have been a ton of wrestlers that have walked out, in particular in WWE, and people have lauded them the marks, I mean, as being like people standing up for what they believe was true. Austin, not much standing because Austin wasn't around for social media. Warrior did you with have- a gun. <laughs> yes. Uh Pac walked out. Sami Zayn didn't do the pandemic. Um Roman Roman didn't walk. Roman was like, I'm immunocompromised. Um I don't blame CM- Sami for the pandemic. Yeah. Uh CM CM Punk. Super unprofessional. We've we buried him in the death. Yeah. We we Jeff we've Hardy. had seven years of burying him to death. We buried Jeff Hardy. I if, <laughs> I don't remember if we buried Pac, but I'll bury Pac here right now. Fuck him for walking out. You know, Pac, well, CM Punk CM Punk walked out of the Rumble. CM Punk essentially, if it wasn't for Daniel Bryan, CM Punk ruined WrestleMania 30. Yeah. <laughs> hey, know? CM Punk's reason why we got Daniel Bryan to begin with, so thank that's you, right. I guess. That's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the crazy sacrifice. thing. That's the crazy <laughs> thing, dude. Yeah, and most recently, Jeff Hardy walked out of a live event in the middle, in the middle of the match. You know, and there wasn't any there wasn't any sort of Dude, response from WWE. That's, ready to that's why. Oh, here's the thing, though. Here's here's the thing. If I'm Vince, I fire them to make a statement because you can't have you can't have people walking out. Can like Jeff just walked out. You can't not have people walking out of a company like that. Like you have to make a statement. But that's not going to go over well because woke Twitter is going to lose their fucking mind. It's not even about being woke or anything like that. It's just a matter of it's you cannot. And also, Tony walked out. Thank you, Mister Pratt. Um. Who was that last one first? It, oh, Tony Storm. Tony, yeah, Tony, Tony Storm has walked out too. Yeah, Dude, you cannot be walking out like you. If you have a company, you cannot have that like thinking that that's okay. But it, it, it's it's one of those things. Tony can walk out. Jeff can walk out to an extent. Pop could even walk out. Go ahead, fuck him. Sasha is one of your one of your main Top stars. stars. Your main, yeah, main merch pushers. Also, we forgot Ali refused yeah. to work. And was going off on Twitter week after week, being like, release me, release me, release me. You know, and it's a matter of at this point, you have to make a strategic effort. Do you want this angry or this upset? I wouldn't say angry, this upset yet popular star. You release them and let them go into the wild, and now you cannot control what's going on and what they do or what they say, or do you keep them under your wing? At some point, you got to make a compromise. That's what they did with Ali. Yeah, Ali they, was that popular as Banks. Yeah, yeah they, they had. You got to. You, you kind of have to give them a little bit, and you gotta. They got to give you a little bit. It's it's called compromise. I, I don't, know, like uh, Ali. What Ali did, I mean, is a professional, sure. But this is way—I think it's apples and oranges comparing this to Ali. Like he walked on a live show, based on Ali what we know right now. Show. Ali did not walk on a live show. Ali, Ali, was, just running, Ali okay. was just running his mouth on Twitter, right? Fine, yeah. you can do that. I wouldn't fire you for running your mouth on Twitter. 
Mm-hmm. I would fire you for leaving the show. Like punk, that's like same with Punk. Like like you know, Punk walked out, but you know they fight. That's why they fight him on his wedding. You walk out on a big four. Also, yeah. dick move. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, but it was a dick move to fire like, on his wedding. Like yeah, two wrongs don't make yeah. a right here, which is like for both sides. WWE as well. It's like two wrongs don't make a don't make a right. But you just can't have you can't have like, the culture going on. You can't have your current town thinking it's okay to walk out or threaten to walk out just because things aren't going your way. I think, and the, the more that I, it's also the the it's a lot of just weird things. It's like. Why I, I go back to WWE statement? Why now, and why them? When you could have had the opportunity to do it to a whole bunch of people. Remember when Enzo fucked up and didn't and didn't fucking um. Oh, they just released him and said the, they just released him and said fuck off. Said, yeah, not, yeah. not even wish yeah. you well. Just he's been released. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I I I'm concerned about the picking and choosing of when to release these statements. And if you believe a narrative from the person on Twitter, you know, I don't think it was Vince that made the statement. Yeah, I think I think it was this, in this particular instance, I think tempers just ran hot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, everyone was acting in the moment. That's my best guess. Like, they, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think Sasha and Naomi in particular are the kind of people who would walk out. However, mm-hmm. they just they their tempers flared. They reached a breaking point, and they said, "Fuck it!" In the heat of the moment, WWE in turn did the exact same thing. Tempers mm-hmm. flared. They got frustrated. Like, oh, fuck me! No, 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 fuck you! <laughs> and then tempers flared. You know, who I think it was, and this is just me. It's either Hayes or Pritchard. Oh God, I could see it being Michael Hayes. <laughs> 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 Although Bruce Pritchard is, I, I think Bruce Pritchard is head of creative. That's and I think Pritchard got upset, and it's one of those things. Like if you've ever like created a story, or you've created a piece of art or something like that, and you think it's good, and you think it'll go over well, and you have this great vision, and somebody kind of just critiques it and breaks it down, you get a little pissy sometimes. Have you met Jeff Jarrett? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I honestly think that's probably what happened, and he, which is weird because Pritchard's been doing this for decades yeah. now. Like you should know how the creative process goes, and it's kind of a push and, and, and a pull. Um, he was there when Warrior had the gun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, you know, and I think you got pissed, and I think it was wrong if we believe a narrative again from the person on Twitter that said, "Well, you just need to fix your attitude." Like you're talking down to them like a fucking child. You know, be like, I, you can, you know, it's, it's. I get it. You're a writer in the sense that you have control of what happens on in the show and everything like that. But you also did have the orders from your boss to be like, reconstruct the finish. Yeah. You know? And so, and I'm, and I'm thinking who has the balls to say, fuck you, Vince. No, it's only, it's only a small amount of people. Yeah. I think, I I think, I do think Sasha has the balls to do that to her credit, honestly. Yeah. Like if you're going to stand up for something that hard and you're going to stand because Vince is the kind of guy who'd be like, okay, Fine, fuck you, prove it, right? So mm-hmm. if you, if, if you, I do think Sasha would stick up to Vince like that, and that's a compliment to Sasha Banks. Yeah, you know, but I also think in, and I, I think the, whoever that writer was would also stick it to Vince too. I don't so see I think, any writers sticking it to Vince. Bruce, I think <laughs> absolutely that's why, not. That's why I think it's Bruce. I think Bruce and, and Michael Hayes would stick it to Vince. Someone in the business, like in the business, yeah. would stick it to Vince. A writer, yeah. fuck no. Yeah, that's why. That's why I think it wasn't like a writer, right? Like just a, on, you know, 
uh, just a, you know whatever road talent writer, but I think it was somebody in the business that that got that's where things got heated. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, and, and, and it's unfortunate, but it, it's it's also scary because it, it brings it brings a narrative because like you you bring out the statement and it kind of you you it's almost like you're trying to smear them in a sense. Yeah, yeah. You know? And it reminds me of, and I don't know if you're old enough for this, well, because you're probably just getting bored. But Kay, you might. And remember when they remember the whole controversy over the Fresh Prince? No, and they, no I was not too young for this. And they they switched they switched uh, Vivian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, you were yeah because they in halfway through the Fresh Prince run they switched the wife. Why? Um, the rumors were she was having. The rumors that came out, and it was also backed by the great man Will Smith himself, was that she was difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slap happy. Uh, that she was quote unquote difficult to, or became difficult to work with. You know, and that, and he smeared that all over um, Hollywood, and she pretty much lost her career for the most part. And in reality, which was revealed on the reunion special, when they finally got back together after like 20 or so years, she was having a lot of personal issues getting out of like an abusive marriage and being a single mother and stuff like that. And I think there are also some contract issues that came up. But you have other people who are quote unquote working with you and calling you like having an attitude and being difficult to work with and being pompous. It really, especially for black women, it really does hinder their career progress. And I couldn't help but think about it. I'm not saying it's the same thing because obviously one is TV and one is professional wrestling. Um, but it's also kinda, TV. Which is also TV. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it kind of, it, it's concerning to me. I'll, I'll, I'll put it that way. Um, yeah, and I also want to just add some some comments that I thought were very poignant from people on Twitter. So someone said W which is which is also a very interesting points. Like WWE didn't release a statement when Brock threw the title at Vince, which is on film. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we didn't release a statement when Nia was treating Charlotte like a punching bag on live TV, which is um, they didn't Becky release, and Charlotte threw titles at each other. They didn't release a statement when Becky and Charlotte were throwing titles around, so now why all of a sudden? Like, that was actually something that happened on TV. Like, Becky and Charlotte almost ruined the segment because they couldn't remain professional on TV to each other. Well, I think when it happens on TV, it's different because you can spin that, right? Like, mm. like you know, like, you know, Biggie broke his neck, right, on TV. Like, right? I mean, yeah, don't remind me. That was a little scratch. Right? Like, you know, Nia punching Becky's nose. He didn't even release a statement on that. Charlotte and the thing. Like, yeah, but that's, I think that one in particular is different, Charlotte and Becky, because they managed to work that into an angle. And, it, and they were all working a hot angle and it worked. And then they talked about it afterwards. Like, Becky talked about it on the podcast with Austin. Right? It's not yeah. like they're ignoring it. They've mentioned it and talked about it. I think it's a very different scenario. I think you got to treat all these as, scenarios on themselves i don't think it's fair to compare one to the other it's it's like it's, it's just interesting that the statement came out when it did and so aggressively when we've had over time for wb made statements and they decided to remain you know very quiet about it like he's like into your point well like you said you think uh, probably people were just really hot and no one said calm down yeah and we'll figure this out later like dude think about it <laughs> This all could have happened while you're trying to produce a live TV show. Yeah. Tensions yeah. are going to run hot. They run hot when that isn't happening. When things are going well. Yes. 
because like TV, like they honestly they could have been cut for time like that. That almost cage segment, like come like listen, we want to get a Shelton run in here. We got to cut something. Up oh, the six pack yeah. challenge getting cut for time, and boom, spark sparks. That's it. And then it well, we're cutting a six pack challenge. Blah blah blah. You know what I mean, like yeah. you don't know. You you do yeah. not know what happened here, and you do not know motivation. So if you're gonna, like if you're gonna make a statement comparing it to something else, like you got to kind of for me. You got to bring some evidence there, especially if you're going to compare. Yeah, if you're going to compare it to other circumstances like that. It's a, the only one that you can actually compare it to realistically is when Austin walked out. Yeah. Yeah, that's really it. That's the closest you, know. you can compare it to. And I'm telling you, go back and watch what Vince did. He buried the top guy. In company history, the highest grossing person to that point and buried him for weeks on TV. Mm-hmm. So if you want to talk about treating someone worse, it's Austin. Well, well, well time will tell if they treat time will them tell. worse Time will tell. As, as of right now, yeah. it's, in my opinion, it's Austin. And he was mm-hmm. a way bigger star than both of them combined. And also Austin was a lot, I think Austin was a lot closer to Vince, and I think that hurt Vince a lot. Yeah, and Vince, that's Vince, Vince put on his Prince Petty nose and just went out there. <laughs> nose held high. Just, you're going to like the fuck I do on this stage tonight, and you're going to like it. Yeah. Um, I also for, wonder uh, how the I also wonder how the Usos might be affected. I don't think they will. I don't think they will be, because one, because they're attached they to Roman, and two... I just, I just don't I just don't see it happening. Well, with Roman allegedly going to be on TV less. Um, but you also have, who's it, Jimmy or Jay that's married to Naomi in real life? I think it's Jimmy. I think it's Jimmy as well. Yeah. So I think it, I think it is going to affect him. I mean, it's not going to affect his place in the company, but it puts him in a really shitty predicament. It does put him in a predicament for sure. You yeah. know. I don't think it's fair to punish. Like, punish him how? Like, how would they punish him? I don't think he'd get punished. I, I'm just saying it puts him in a really funky predicament. And it hurts because, like, and, you know, essentially Roman's the cousin of Naomi at this point by marriage. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, so there, there's a lot of politics. And that's why, that's why I think they don't get fired. I think politics gets in the way of both of them getting fired. I also think it would be a bad move to fire them. Especially since Sasha's so doing a lot of Publis- a lot of publicity lately for them. She threw out the first pitch at Fenway. The same, the that- same day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, literally. So it's like, I, I, I'm like, it's part of me is like Sasha and Naomi, like, what, what are you actually complaining about? It's like Austin, compl- Austin complaining, it, it made sense. This one is to me, I mean, I, I get it, but it's just like, you're in a good they're position com- in the company. Like, what are you complaining about? They're fighting to actually, they're fighting for a tag team division. They said, we want you to build a tag team championship. They're like, okay, so let's do that. And then all of a sudden change it. Well, we, we're committed to doing this, which I commend them to. They want to make the, they want to make the championship mean something, which we complain about all the time with other titles, like the IC title and the US title. Now we have two, we have two people who want to actually do something with it. And we're being told, no, you got to do something else, which I, I get is frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. It is frustrating, but that, that, that's not an excuse to walk out. You just you keep trying. You keep well, trying. Neither was, was Austin's excuse, no. but and, he still and, walked and out. He'll, and he'll tell you that. To, he'll tell you that first. He'll be the first one to tell you that. Yeah, he's mentioned it multiple times that he shouldn't yeah. have done it, and he realizes that now. I hope. I you hope. Know? I hope they. I hope they sit down. They figure it out. I hope no one gets fired. But if it was me, think... if it was me. If I was Vince, I'm probably firing them only because like this is like the fourth time this year. And you can't, you can't have that in your company. You just can't have that. 
Well, I mean, it, there's there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And Kay, if you're going to say something, you are muted, by the way. Um, <laughs> I know, that's by design, I'm fidgeting. Okay. <laughs> um, even Zelina Vega made a return. Yeah. And she, she talked about unionizing. Yeah, which, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, little... I, we, we talked about this before. I think we talked about it in an episode when Kay was there. Unionizing would be great. It just doesn't work for this profession. I don't think it works for wrestling. I, I do stand yeah. by that. I think, I mean, they, they can, then again, they get benefits. Like, it's a very unique situation working for WWE because Vince, once Vince dies, you can totally unionize. You're probably going to actually need a union at that point. But <laughs> yeah. I, I do think Vince genuinely wants to take care of his employees in most circumstances, and anybody is welcome back under the right circumstances. Yeah, Again, a- Warrior had a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and he went to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> That's what I mean. You know what I mean? Like, like what, But once Vince is gone, things are going people, people to people are gonna go away who never come back. Yeah, we're we're gonna see. Um, we'll see what happens with the union thing. Because I know Freddie Prince Jr. wants to start his own wrestling thing, but he wants to get all of his performers under the SAG, which is probably the closest thing they can get to do to being a unionized thing. That's that's SAG an interesting. Is, is, I think I think SAG could work. SAG is the only thing that could probably work for all performers. Although they SAG probably has so many rules against like they like they probably like against you can't, violence. Violence yeah. like like you can't jump off a ladder. You're SAG. <laughs> we're, not paying, we're not paying for that. What do, you, what do you mean? The stunt double. Oh, you are the stunt double? Well, guess what? Stunt doubles aren't allowed. In, are, you a, are you a stunt double or you an actor? You can't be both. Fuck you, pay me. That's going to be sad. So, Freddie Prince, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, like I said, we hope we hope Sasha and Naomi and this whole thing gets worked out because it, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting smackdown. It's going to be an interesting next couple of weeks to see what happens with all of this. But all we know right now is that uh, since they did leave it on his desk, the new women's tag team champion is John Laurinaitis at this moment in time. Uh, it's what he's always wanted. Dude, I hope they is honestly ditch the titles. At this point, just throw them out. Yeah, because they're a joke, dude. Those titles are a joke and always going to be a joke. And because the women's roster isn't deep enough. And actually, I take that back. The women's roster is deep enough. They're just not all on the roster at the same time. Same time. They're is- not, and they're not willing to do put the work in for the women to make that happen or make yeah, the titles. They the only other meaningful women's storyline um, is a is Dana Brooke in the twenty four seven title. And that's not a meaningful Think about story. that. Yo, know, quick sideberg. Watch the table for three with Carmella, Dana, and R Truth. I was so interested in it. It's incredible. Yeah. R <laughs> Truth is just this fucking with them the entire show. He's just, he's just R Truth is just fucking with everybody, and it's the best. Oh my god. So yeah. And if this so happens to turn out to be some giant work, then I'll be the first to say touche. Fucking kudos. Yeah. Yeah, touche. Better than ours that we've ever done. I was literally just thinking. <laughs> Dude, they, got us, they got us to talk about it for 45 American minutes, all right? They, I, they win. Listen, I said we had time today, and we we were going to—we had to the, the flesh this all out from all angles. So. I'm just saying, dude, this is a bold way to push those tag titles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're going to made a bit hell of a <laughs> Oh, my God. All right, so, yeah. all right the, the main event is Sasha and Naomi versus uh, Lauren Nidus and Pritchard. 
<laughs> which, which special guest referee Michael PSA? Bad Street USA. <laughs> oh my god, I really hope that's not the, the main event of Hell and Cell, but I know what might be. Uh so yeah, so yeah, good luck to them. We will see what happens in the next couple of weeks. They'll they'll be back. Speaking of who's going to be back for one final time, wink, wink, uh, Ric Flair announced also on Monday or Sunday or sometime before Raw. Yeah, dude, we had a hell of a Monday. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That at the age of 73, he is going to have a match, what is said to be his final match. Heard that before. Uh, <laughs> in Nashville, Tennessee, the day after SummerSlam. You know what's wild? My mother is the one who told me about this. Jesus Christ, Flair has such a reach. <laughs> who's, he, who's he going up against? No, the opponent has no not been named yet. I hope it's Josh Briggs. <laughs> Just murders him. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> What if it's Batista again? And it's like, Connor, give me what I want. <laughs> <That'd be pretty laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. Like, Whoever it is, like, I, hope, I hope they do. I'm sorry. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, dude, I don't care. I really don't. <sighs> it's, it's just it's just like, you know what, Ric Flair? You have, you've earned the right to have a last match again. Was like his third last match? Maybe fourth. Fifth. I mean, if it's not, it's not WCW, NWA, John Michaels, TNA. This might not even be his last match. Dude, he might want a title run. You don't know. <laughs> Flair's, Flair's the type of guy who will fucking, we, Flair will die and then he'll kick out of the grave like three days later. Dude, I'm just saying, if, if fucking Orange Cassidy comes out, that might be, that might be the greatest match of all time. Because because all he has to do is those fake kicks and Ric Flair will legitimately break his legs. <laughs> Orange Cassidy goes over Flair. Dude, gets the I would rub. just love. I'm oh sorry. My God. I love you. Excalibur goes. Oh my God! The Orange Punch. One, <laughs> two, three. Cassidy. I, I think it would just be the greatest. I think it would be the fucking greatest. I'll do you one better. Ric Flair versus Danhausen. Wow. Nah, uh, dude, he got squashed in ten seconds. I never want to see Danhausen again. <laughs> I don't think it's Danhausen's fault. I blame this. I blame the the area of Long Island for that one. Dude, I would. I really Whatever. wouldn't mind uh, Ric Flair versus fucking Chris Hero. <laughs> I hate Chris Hero. You do hate Chris I Hero. I despise Chris Hero for no reason. He's a really nice guy. I just, I just hate him. Everything about him. Literally anybody but Ryback. Yeah. <laughs> anybody but Ryback. At this point, like who? Tully who Blanchard is... or Sting. Ar- I think it, watch it be Arn. I don't know if Arn can. No. Wrestle. Dude, I would, uh, I would love for it to be Sting. Having it be Sting would be poetic. It would be poetic. That's the only thing I'd be okay with. If, I, if there was a sting, I'd go on YouTube and find the match. That's fucked up, Fred. Fred said Ric Flair versus Walter. Oh. Oh, God. <laughs> Ric no, Flair. dude. I don't want to see a murder. Ric Flair versus Andrade. Yes. That'd be pretty funny. Yes. That'd be pretty funny. Charlotte's conflicted on, 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 on ringside, doesn't know what no, to do. No, she's not. She gives the boot to her dad. Please. 
She will she will put her dad in a figure eight and tap him out. Honestly, that should have been yeah. the way Ric Flair left WWE. That would have been fucking perfect. Yeah. I just he's seventy three, man. Do you need Seven. to wrestle? Dude, he's like, gonna he is he he's gonna die in the ring, dude. He's gonna take a bunch of boner pills and he's just gonna have a heart attack in the ring. Stop that. It's I mean the men's also probably was on like his fifth marriage. Dude, it's probably the way he'd want to go with a hard on. I that's, think, dude, that's the perfect way to where Flair would die. He has a hard on in the middle of the ring, and he just dies. Mm-hmm. One last bump, right? One last bump. <laughs> <laughs> One last bump. And then, like, everybody leaves. So the thing, like, oh, you know, he's not going to get up because he's he's done. And, like, when you realize that he, he died. Yeah, and then you're like, some... One more match. <laughs> One more match. <laughs> One more match. I know it's going to be on Fight TV, um, which is going to be interesting to see how many buys they get. But just... yeah, am, I, am I going to buy this card for like eight? If it's if it's under eight bucks, I'll buy it. You know, it's not going to be under eight bucks. Eight, like eight. If it's under for, Flair, for Flair's final match, you think it's going to be under eight dollars? Yeah, he's seventy three. It's it's what's what's the promotion? I don't think we even know what the promotion is. So yeah. Me... So in that case, most definitely it's going to be under eight bucks. Because no. what else is on that card that's worth buying? Why would Ric Flair wrestle his final match, quote unquote, at some eight dollar or less promotion? Dude, no, oh, oh, no, no. Right, so here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So I'm reading this from Yahoo Sports. Flair 73 will lace up the boots for the first time in 11 years as part of a StarCast Pro Wrestling Fan Fest on July 31st. Oh, he's wrestling, the, he's wrestling Conrad. <laughs> under, the, under the banner of Jim Crockett Promotions at the fairgrounds in Nashville. Oh, damn. Flair's opponents and the rest of the event card has not been announced. The event will be streamed on Fight TV and tickets go on sale May 27th. Okay, that's pretty legit. Okay, I'm going to say it's going to be $20. <laughs> so they, they are actually making this I'm looking at this I'm at the event website they are making a whole weekend out of it and it's going to be all dedicated to Flair but it's going to be the roast of Ric Flair oh wow. boy yeah Ric Flair thanks last for canceling Dark Side asshole <laughs> <laughs> that'd be my one joke and they'd be like thank you good night no Dark Side they're, they're, they're Dark Side's coming back yeah they're coming back but you but good luck getting wrestlers to talk on it yeah, so JR this, said he's never doing it again. <laughs> yeah. So so Starcast is going to be around SummerSlam weekend. So yeah, Rick that's Flair's that's that's Conrad Thompson's thing. Yeah. So Ric Flair is going to dominate SummerSlam weekend in Nashville. Be, it's, this is pretty much mini WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> this is interesting. So yeah, I, I hope it's Sting. That'd be great. Yeah. It's just or Hogan. Oh my God. Could you Stop imagine it. a fucking Hogan? Dude, I can. It would be so the, it looks, would be the worst match ever. So about a about a, a week ago, about a week ago, um, Flair posted a video of him training in the ring with Jay Lethal. Still got it, dude. I would love if it was Jay Lethal. I would not. Woo <laughs> <laughs> at each other. It would be great. No, we don't. We don't need a woo off to, to end Flair's career. Um, what if it was William Goldberg? Uh, also, you know, 
No. No, 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 yeah, no. I'm just no. waiting for someone to say something. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's, it's not going to be moving on. Um, so there are rumors and speculations, which I found really fucking comical because it came from fucking Meltzer. But Roman Reigns is going to take an extended leave of absence from performing um, in in WWE. The big rumor I heard uh, from somebody not named Mr. Wild People, obviously named Zachary Zika, uh, was that he was going to take a maximum of 10 weeks off during the summer, which again, I found fucking comical. The reality yeah, of the situation is, the reality of the situation is, is that Roman is learning what Brock Lesnar learned. You're the champion, you're the top dog, why the fuck are you doing these dumbass house shows? Yeah. When they don't mean anything. That's yeah. So <laughs> Zarian Zarian got it right where he yeah. said um he's just gonna be off house shows. He's not gonna miss TV. Not a goddamn chance. No. Uh but if you want he's, a more if he you, doesn't have he doesn't have a freaking tricep on his right arm and he's still on TV. If if you want <laughs> the full in detail, in depth of the contract negotiations, uh the Dairy Sheets podcast has the whole thing. Yeah. It's crazy. So like he he agreed to like he agreed to this a while ago. Um, in 2020, when the pandemic hit. So, did you know if so, say you want a five year deal? It's like Biggie yeah. right now. Biggie's injured, right? So Correct. he's he's out for like uh, let's say a year. He might need surgery too. So yeah. So let's yeah. say he's on a five year deal. He's out for a year. Your contract is frozen. You owe that year back. That's so interesting. You, so if that's oh, that five year deal becomes a six year deal. So they freeze their contract until you're able to fulfill your duties. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So Roman, when he went took off in a pandemic, owed that time. Which gotcha. is which is pretty crazy, right? Um, mm-hmm. but you know, he had negotiated his contract to just kind of wind down because leuke- leukemia and he's you know, he's he just wants to, he just wants to wind it down. So he had in his contract to not do house shows and it got pushed back, pushed back, pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. Until the time came and until, now he's not doing house shows. And it was supposed to be it was supposed to be like a few weeks ago, like after WrestleMania, and then he extended it for the he, ex, he was going to go on like a, a trip to Paris with his wife. Oh, and then okay. and then that got that got cut down to a weekend because he wanted to do the European house house shows, the one last loop, and then yeah. now it's gone into effect. So if you want more oh, details okay. and like the hows and whys, go listen to Billy Body on the Dirty Sheets podcast. Listen, he doesn't he doesn't need to do these house shows anymore. No, no. not at all. Like he, he's not going to have a Brock. Contract where he's on TV for like the big four. He's gonna be on TV permanently. It's just yeah, he's, he's just not doing house show loop. Yeah, which is fine. Give the man a fucking break. And he might do the big ones at MSG or like yeah, like what Brock does. Major like what Brock does. Yeah, yeah. Major the major ones. The major markets. He will show up for those house shows, but you don't need to do like Corpus Christi, Texas anymore. Yeah, dude, hey, he deserves it. He deserves <laughs> yeah. it. House shows are usually for the the undercard and the mid card that need to work on their craft. Usually, yeah. Usually, unless you have somebody about super hot like Cody Rhodes, who's going to be working every house show till the fucking cows go home, because that's also what Cody does. It's kind of what consistently yeah. wants to do, and also what Cody wants to do too. Dude, did yeah. you did you watch Sadberg on Cody? Did you watch Cody's Austin podcast? I did. I did, I did not have been dying to. It's great. It's I was great. just like, what I got, what I got from this is like, oh, Cody, pardon the pun, was on a crossroads. Like, his decision to leave, <laughs> he was just like, yeah. his crossroads was, do I want to be an EVP or do I want to be a wrestler? And he said it perfectly. If I was 45, EVP would have been perfect for me, but not when I'm 35. Perfect. So he chose wrestler. Yeah. He chose wrestler. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. And now he has a, he has somewhat of an idea of what an EVP, what it takes to be an EVP now, so. Yeah. Which he admits is current is completely useless. 
<laughs> at this point, he's like, well, that, he's like well, that, all that learning was just completely useless for now. <laughs> well, man, kudos to you on that motherfucker is the hottest baby face in the world right now. It's wild. Yeah. So Roman, uh, Dave Meltzer thinking Roman Reigns was going to like take off the summer. <laughs> I thought, I, I thought it was, yeah. with, with both titles, I was like, dude, come on now. Even Brock's not that stupid. So I, no. uh, the, I I did my podcast with Zarian the other day, Seamus Plug, which gets released on Top Fantastic Feed next week, next Wednesday, on our calendars. And we, had, we were talking about, like, Meltzer and, like, breaking stories and, uh, like, sources and everything. Well, he, that's, like his, that's like his boss now, right? I mean, he worked with The Observer. Um, mm. the, uh, we, I don't know if Meltzer's his boss. That's a good question. I should have asked him. Um, yeah. But he's like... The one thing you gotta learn about news, you don't take word of wrestlers. Like you just, you just, you just. The wrestlers are probably gonna work you most of the time. Oh yeah. Although scoop, scoop. Zarian did say he got the Adam Cole and AEW scoop from a wrestler, not an AEW. That's what he told me. Interesting. Which I was just like, who the f- who? Who? <laughs> I obviously he can't tell me his sources, but that's what I was thinking the whole time. Fucking who? Probably Chelsea Green or some shit. Probably. But uh, <laughs> no, she was released at that point. But yeah, Meltzer, don't take your word. Don't get your sources from wrestlers, man. Get it from marketing and promotions. They know everything months ahead of time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's just, uh, that, that's really funny. Uh, but yeah, Roman's here to stay because obviously he's going to headline SummerSlam at least. He sure as hell isn't headlining Hell in the Cell. And he might not even headline Money in the Bank, to be honest with you, because that's the Cody show at this point. Um, if you've seen all the promotions for Money in the Bank. I think he'll have buy money in the bank. It's in a stadium. You got to sell at the stadium. Well, yes, yes and no. It's Allegiant Stadium, which I, which, spoiler alert, I think that's going to be where, for, where 40 is at WrestleMania. Oh, God. I, dude, I'm there. <laughs> I don't care Wait, how much where? money it is in Vegas. WrestleMania in Vegas. I'm gonna bet the house on that <laughs> on that card and walk away and walk away with an, with an apartment complex to rent out. Like, dude, I'm gonna make so much money betting on wrestling in Las Vegas if it's a, if it's I, if it's a if it's a thing. I bet you, and no pun intended, but that's probably gonna be the worst WrestleMania to bet on. Because you don't yeah. think Vince and them are gonna get a is gonna get an idea of what everybody's uh pulling their money on is be like switch switch it all up yeah but you just gotta you gotta pick the right matches and you you gotta know someone who knows what's gonna happen you better be friend or writer which which i can get access to (laughs) (laughs) you better be friend or writer real quick um but yeah it's 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 gonna be a fun time but it's gonna be the summer of roman and he's not dropping the titles anytime soon it's the summer of cody baby no it is. It is. It is. A, it is going to be a Cody summer, but we're featuring Roman Reigns. Hot Cody summer, honey. I'm dreading the Fourth of July. Why? Cody Rhodes in the Fourth of July. Oh, American yeah. Nightmare. The Fourth of July. Well, is is it's Money in the Bank on a Saturday or a Sunday? It's Saturday. It's a Saturday. And it's April, it's July second or third. July weekend. I know it's Fourth of July weekend, but it's, I think Money in the Bank is July third. Uh, let me tell you right now. If it's the second, because that means the Monday would be the fourth. Which means Cody would be on Raw on 4th of July. <laughs> <laughs> Money in the bank is July 2nd. So oh, Saturday. So that, means, that means Monday is July 4th. Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Cody Rhodes is winning Money in the Bank and celebrating on 4th of July. It is either that or Rumble he's winning. Yeah. I Honestly, agree. dude, this is going to sound crazy, but I kind of want Cody 
Roman more than Rock Roman. I do too. I want it so badly. Like me too. It's for the title because I I truly believe that Cody right now is the only believable person to take the belt off Roman. And after he beats Rock, Cody takes it off. I did. Eh. Yeah. I think it's. I think. I, in, I don't in know. A, in, I don't know. I just. I, don't, crazy, I keep going back and forth. In a crazy booking world, because I would just be a total last one. I would do this to my fans. You build up Cody Roman, Cody beats Roman, and then soon after, someone catches in on Cody, the heel, whoever the whoever the heel with the money bank catches in on Cody and they become the champion. Oh my God! Who who could be a big enough heel, Seth? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no Seth hesitation, just Seth. Seth cashes in a maniac again. He's like, I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, dude, I I that truly think laugh. That, that would he work. Takes, he takes two belts and starts swinging them around. <laughs> <laughs> His wife did it. He can do it. Oh, that would be that would be such a beautiful that'd be a beautiful fucking. Dude, I, I love Seth Rollins. I know I know there's a lot of <laughs> haters out there for Seth Rollins. I I'm not I, one of them. I love <laughs> Seth Rollins. It's so good. Me too. He's out of his mind. He's out. This, uh, he's, he's just so good at what he does. I can see, I can see Kevin Owens doing that too. Yeah, Kevin Owens, too. Kevin Owens <laughs> going on a monster run. I think him and Sammy are getting back together. But that's another theory for another time. I so. hope so. But let's 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 pivot a little bit. Uh, it's okay, Murphy. It's time. For, it's your time to shine right now. So you oh, yeah. at the what was it the first round of the Owen Hart Foundation tournament? Yes, it was the opening round of the o- Owen Hart Foundation. Live on live on Long Island uh, at the UBS Arena, where K. Murphy got tickets to. So tell us about this experience. Uh, your second time in AEW. Well, third, third. right? Third, third. Correct. Yeah, I Will and I went to Grand Slam. Then you. And I went in December, and now my in partner sweet, and I, baby. we had a suite last time. We did not have a suite this time, but we had really good seats that, like, it was, like, suite-level views. Which is very like good. We, our suite seats were very good. We were in the second row section, and our section was next to Tony Khan's VIP box. Whoa. Anybody, anybody important in the VIP box? Dylan only saw Tony. We said important. <laughs> yeah, Tony's no. not one of them. <laughs> no, we saw Tony Khan. That was it. I saw him sitting. Um, Did you quick, say quick, hi to Tony? Quick side, no. quick sideberg. I was on the subway on Sunday the other day, and this guy, I sat next to this guy, and I swear to God, he looked just like Tony Khan. And I almost, <laughs> I was this close to saying something, but then I saw his phone and said, Omar. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> Omar. Dude, he, I, I swear to God, the hair, the I size, everything. That's hysterical. Anyway, Kay, continue. So we, it was not sold out like at all. Like, they could have filled. They needed to fill seats. Like, is very empty on the other did side. Did AW keep people where they were? Like, they didn't move them again. I don't know if people were moved because because of how the trains were. By the time I got to my seat, it was like seven forty. Okay. So, yeah, it was the trains were acting very wonky, and 
it was just fucking, it was crowded because of course it was, but it wasn't sold out. The, the MJF shirt sold out and I'm upset. Fucking shame. Um, but our seats were very good. You know, we were, we were right by like the entrances and shit. Uh, the crowd was hot. The crowd was we really were in hot. The, uh, we were in the, the most Long Island section. How, um, how many years? Ha- <laughs> Honest, not as many as I wanted there to be. I was upset. There were years in the beginning and it stopped. There was a fuck your pizza chant when that, Punk came that out. That was really funny. Well, didn't, didn't he come out in a Tavares jersey, too? That which son is, of a bitch. Yes, also he really did. funny. That's it was hysterical. Yes, he did. Um, but the crowd was still very hot for Punk, you, as hot as they were for John. Tavares doesn't um, even play for his favorite team. Anyway, continue. <laughs> Do he, he's, um, he's, he's a heel on Long Island. Yeah. Yes. He um well there's a lot of hockey. Britt Baker had I think a Penguins jersey on and MJ. Oh that that that'll, that'll get chilled everywhere. <laughs> no yeah. one likes the Penguins. No. Um the crowd was hot. We were next to these three very like made my accent seem not that thick. Like really? their accents. Were, yeah, there's one dude in particular was like shit faced next to me. Um, Did he sound like Tony D from NXT? Was he related to Eddie Kingston? <laughs> um, it was more the Tony D vibes than the Eddie Kingston vibes. Oh, man. Um, he was shit-faced. Um, he was shit-faced. Um, he, during the women's match, he started to chant. It was like, grab your bitch or something. Or get that bitch. So there's get that bitch chant. The men in front of me were in their like early twenties. Can't bring people everywhere sometimes when I swear. <laughs> it was wild. It was the trashiest people. Nice. Gotta love it. Close to my heart, Long Island, very, baby. Yes, it was very Long Island. Um so, okay, the question show itself for was great. Okay, yes. Yeah, question <laughs> is um what does the winner, the Owen Hart, get as a title shot? Like, great is question. The, what is and what why is, the is and why is there two of them? Yeah, what is the meaning of this? And why? <laughs> why is there two of them? Yeah, like, what is the meaning of this tournament? Um, isn't there might be a cup? A cup, maybe. Let's see. Let's get Freckles <laughs> on the job. Is that gonna be a cut? Like, is it? Does it lead to double or nothing? Do they get a title? So, like, the tournament's gotta mean. It ends something. at double or nothing. It ends at double or nothing. Okay, so we have an end date, which is great. It's but a double or nothing. What is like? Is is Brett gonna come out and award something? Yeah, dude, I like... I hate this tournament. I hate it. It's <laughs> so stupid. Also, like, are there rules to every match? It's like, what didn't Darby and Jeff do like an opening match for a tournament? So and the, they were, like, they, jumping that, off that makes sense. Uh, no, they, DQ. They, they cut it in a video package. Darby was just like, me, me and Jeff with the TK, and we just like, this is us. We're going out whether you want to a night. Miles was making no DQ. And Tony was just like, all right. I was like, no, that's great. All I think right. that's, I think okay, that's, that's cool. That's, that's great. Like, that's amazing. Okay. That's great. The match is fantastic. It's just like, this, this tournament is just fucking stupid. <laughs> like when you do a tournament, it has to. It's got to mean. It's like there's got to be an end result. Dude, you something. can't even use footage of Owen Hart. 
That's very true. Okay. That's also very the, true. The winners win a trophy called the Owen. Oh my god. Um please tell me it's two slammies. Please tell me it's two it slammies. Says, oh my god, that'd be so in funny. September According to Wikipedia, AEW announced the establishment of the Owen Hart Cup, an annual tournament to honor the legacy of Owen Hart. The tournament was established in collaboration with the Owen Hart Foundation. On December 17th, AEW revealed that there would be both a men's and women's version of the tournament, and the respective winners would receive a trophy called the Owen. It was also confirmed in the tournament's blah, blah, blah. We know that culminating with the finals, the dub, double or nothing in deciding why there'd be both a men's and women's tournament, Tony Khan likened it to Wimbledon, which also has both men's and women's tournaments. Tony, so, stop Tony it. Khan wanted- Tony Khan, no. Hey, Tony honestly, Khan, no. I, I, I didn't know that. I, I'm, I, I am less <laughs> mad that there's two tournaments now. I actually think that's pretty cool. He likened it to Wimbledon. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's a stretch. But I, I like, I like the idea. The okay, I, I, I did this because Wimbledon does. I think that's a cool idea. But you know, you know what other tor- tennis tournament does it? Every tennis tournament has a men's and women. Every golf tournament has a men's and women. Like. <laughs> That's not, that's not, that doesn't um, make it unique. But Wimbledon is more w- of like a household name than some piece of shit golf tournament. What makes Wimbledon unique is that everybody has to wear white because that's the rules of the club. I didn't know that either. That's pretty stupid. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, that's what makes Wimbledon unique. I thought they just wore white because it was tennis. No, that's oh. the rules of the club, of a tennis club at the end. They have to wear white. <laughs> but how do you know which one's home and which one's away? You don't. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Djokovic erotic? Oh. I, I don't know. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> you know, it's it's a tennis club. Like that is because Wimbledon has a tournament. It's it's gonna be like no, it's not. It, I swear to God, if the Owen Cup is just them with like big ass cups that they give them, <laughs> lose it. I want the Seven Eleven big gulp. I want the Owen to be the brass ring. Because it's a oh giant God. O. <laughs> they, they just get like that that uh, fucking Sonic ring that uh, Scorpion Sky won. They just give him that. Yeah, brass ring. Yeah. Oh my Dude, God. I don't know <laughs> this tournament. I just I just don't get it. Like, why are you doing this? For Owen Hart. But like, Owen Hart has you can't do it right. First of all, and Owen yeah. Hart has nothing to do with your company. Although, if Tony, if I was Tony Khan. And Martha, whatever her name, Hardest came to me and said, I want to do this. Martha. I'd be like, yeah, we're doing it. I would do it. Of course I would do it. It's publicity. And she was and, there. It's publicity and good PR and Mark's going to cream, certain Mark's going to cream over it. For me, it's just like, I just don't get it. The matches are great. Every single match has been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, the tournament's just stupid. It's, it's, it's got to lead to something. That's the thing. Like, tournaments are good, but tournaments have to have an end goal. Like the NCAA tournament means you're the champion of the NCAA. Yeah. You, you know, know, you get a cup. You get the Owen. <laughs> you get the Owen. It sounds like a sandwich. It does. Dude, I'll sure? have an Owen with no mayo, please. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like. They should, they, should, they should have called the women's one the Owen tournament and the men's one the heart tournament. Oh, my God. Together, oh, it's the Owen Hart tournament. That would be that would be really cool. That would be really cool. <laughs> Dude, the winner gets to kick Bret Hart in the head. 
<laughs> <laughs> but he's wearing like a metal helmet. <laughs> well, actually, Mr. Fred's came up with a good idea. He commented, so the Owen should be just a giant rib, like a literal rib, because Owen used to like to make fun of people. Yeah, so he's, he's just a giant ribs. golden rib. <laughs> golden rib. Yeah. You take a bite, and it's made out of granite. <laughs> now I want ribs. Oh, I went to Famous Dave's the other weekend. It was great. Oh, Famous Dave's is amazing. So, so I haven't good. had Famous Dave's in years. It's dangerous. All right, dude. The winner of the tournament has to come out as a blue has to come out as a blue blazer. <laughs> 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 That's your new gimmick. <laughs> oh, could you imagine the <laughs> could you imagine the backlash from that? <laughs> What if the Owen is the Blue Blazer outfit? It's the giant gold mannequin in the Blue Blazer outfit. Yeah. They, no, they can't use it. WWE owns the rights. Probably owns the costume, too. Probably. Probably. Oh, my God. The Owen. That'd be fun. Yeah, let's move on. It's, oh, about it, the... it, it just leaves me the taste. It's like, wow, this should be in WWE. Yeah, I mean, I get why it's not. Yeah. No, no ill will against Martha Hart for not doing it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. But it should, it should be in WWE. Yeah, that's that. That's what should, that actually should be the new name of the King of the Ring tournament, and actually have it mean fucking something. Um, That'd be but yeah, cool. I guess. Yeah, uh, we're we're about to wrap up when it gets to be the DLC in the new AEW game. That would actually be interesting. Yeah, that if, game <laughs> is gonna be. You know how much money they've lost on that game. The graphics don't look that great either. I'm they not gonna lost lie. like a hundred million dollars on that game. And I believe that's why Kenny's not back because he's working on the game. Dude, yeah. This company is so bad at making money. Like yeah. it's it's crazy how bad you, they are. They just can't make money. Did you see did you see the the first look at like the the, the character models and stuff? Does it look, does it look like ass? Yeah, let me, let me, let's, look, let's do a live reaction. Don't even tell me. They, What's yeah, the game called? It, it's it's an unannounced AEW game. AEW like video it. game. What am I googling? Fight here? Forever. It's called Fight Forever. It is called Fight Forever. Yeah, uh, which is a great title, by the way. Video game. Uh, was it sample footage? Mm-hmm. Or first look. I found the early gameplay from IGN. Yes, because it did release on IGN officially. It's like I was. It's Statlander versus uh, Naya, right? Oh God! Oh, it's a, okay. It's, I'm looking at the development update. Jungle Boy reveal. Oh, that's new. I have not seen the Jungle Boy reveal. Yeah, this was uh, this was actually last year. Oh no, no, there's a new one with Statlander. Okay. Uh, two weeks ago, <laughs> AEW fight for a dev update. Oh, Chris Statlander reveal. Yeah. All right. Let's see, what we got. Oh God, her face doesn't look good. Actually, well, no, it looks okay. It looks okay. I mean, WWE looks like clearly looks better, but it doesn't look bad. I think it looks. Oh, well, now they're now now they're in the ring, and it doesn't look good. <laughs> it's very it's very blocky and clunky. You know what it is for me in that in that game, even though we're kind of like sidebreaking, but like it's just like their model. They look, they look. Oh, Yuke's is ma- oh, they're fucked. Yuke's is making it, <laughs> dude. All right, we're gonna sidebreak for. Let's look up Yuke's. What games have they made? Most of the WWE games of the last decade. Uh yeah, that's a problem. 
Well, Ukes was the ones that made them good, and then Ukes they Ukes was the reason that oh, they've, they've, done, like, they've done like all the retro wrestling games. Yeah, but the the problem was, you know, why Two K Twenty was so bad because Ukes oh, was that's in the park, right. They used to be they used to be THQ. Yeah. Yo, I forgot they were THQ. That's why Two K Twenty was so bad because Ukes didn't do a game. It looks really bad. They're too thick. It the models, I think. Yeah, it doesn't look good. Good. I mean, it's still early development. Yeah. So mm. let me let me get a gameplay footage trailer once it's legit. Yeah. So let's see. So let's let's move let's put it again to our final stuff. Obviously, our future talk, which we may which we try to predict what might happen in the future of wrestling. And today we're going to be talking about Hell in a Cell because Hell in a Cell is in like two weeks, and there's only two matches on the card. We have Asuka versus Bianca Belair, who well, we didn't know that was going to happen, um, for the Raw Women's title. And then we also have the only Hell in a Cell match, the only the only rivalry that that deserves a Hell in a Cell match, in my opinion. Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins 3, Hell in a Cell, which I believe should have made a bet. But the question is, Forbes Future Shock, what the hell else is on this card? Oh, fuck you. Why are you doing this to me? Uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to say Edge and Balor versus Priest and Edge. You know what I mean. You can't have- AJ, AJ and Balor <laughs> AJ and Balor versus Edge Priest. And Priest. <laughs> Um, Ronda versus definitely not Sasha at this point. Ronda versus Lacey Evans. Ronda cuts a promo. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. She's got no one to work with. What's this I hear? Lacey Evans is on Raw now. I don't know what they're like. I like. I enjoyed her vignettes. Cool, whatever. But I like, didn't. I, I which is it's which is perfectly fine. But like, I I know it's all like a shoot because I've heard her stuff before. Um, but she, like, I, I get what they're really trying to make her. Like, she's, she's a promo away from saying her prayers and eating her vitamins. Yeah. Like, like, like she's that close. And like, I, I, that's what I don't like about what they're doing. Like, yes, yeah, she's a Marine and, uh, and, and a veteran and she went through a lot, but get her back in the ring. What she did really well was that she was an athletic juggernaut in that ring. Yeah, like she is so talented, and also a fantastic heel. Which I mean, she probably she probably could be a great baby face just because of her background, but just let her wrestle. Yeah. At this point, I would have loved heel. I would have loved heel Lacey versus Ronda. I did. I did think Ronda and Raquel did a good job they on. Great match. Yeah, that was a solid match. That could be a hell in a cell. It was match. fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Raquel, Raquel, Raquel speaks in Spanish too much. It's like you think she, she relies on it as her character too much. I I do. I mean, I I'm a big fan of Raquel. I love that she was on NXT, but she's like saying something in English, saying something in Spanish. Then she's like she's she's like cutting her promo twice. It's like mm. every other thing is, and she goes back and forth from Spanish to English too much, which is a weird critique. But you know, when I she went she went Chiquita. Because- like, that was great, but she's like, I am going to, like, challenge you. She's like, I'm going to challenge you in Spanish. She said, I'm going to challenge you in Spanish, and she said it in English. It said it in English. And she and did so it twice. Doing it one like, she did it, like, two or three times in the same promo. It's just like, oh, my God. No, I, I get what you mean by that. It is kind of wonky. Like, it doesn't it's like, it's like, no one talks follow. like that. No one, nobody, wanna, nobody talks like that. If you want to use the Spanish, use the Spanish, and then don't go to the English after. Yeah, like what uh, Oscar yeah. does. At times. Yeah, or like what Eddie would do. Yeah, Eddie came up like, that's a great idea. 
Mm-hmm. Like con- contextually, you could sometimes figure out what the gist of what someone is saying. Yeah. Just by just by intonation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Body language, like other stuff. Mm-hmm. Asuka's perfect at it. Shinsuke does it all the time. <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, but- <laughs> what he's actually uh, saying is let's he's actually saying something else in Japanese. We just don't know what it is. Exactly. <laughs> I do like what I remember what NXT uh when she was in NXT, they did the uh they did like a press panel, they did it like a live stream of all the top champions mm-hmm. on a press panel, and they had Raquel was women's champion at the time, along with Karrion Cross as the men's champion, and they they had all the top NXT stars and they did they did press them around the world, and so we had somebody from like Peru or somewhere from South America in a Spanish speaking country um, ask Raquel a question and she answered in Spanish, which I thought was really cool. And then she just translated for the sake of doing it because they were on a live stream to get people to understand. But I thought that was a cool way of using the fact that she's bilingual. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's you, that makes sense. That makes like total sense. It, like you don't use it often. But when, like, you know, it calls for it, you can do it that way. I also like the idea of them doing more press conferences. I thought that was a really good way to, unique way of cutting promos, especially for NXT talent. And I wish they would do that on WWE. Yeah, Raquel should just, like, start cursing in Spanish. It's, like, going know. crazy at them. Like, you know, like, like housewife crazy. <laughs> With a chunklo and, like, a freaking slipper. And yeah, and like, she just, you know, <laughs> and it's just goes crazy and just, like, speaks the whole thing in Spanish. I'd go, like, wow, sit on my face. <laughs> You've got to fight Braun for that, so go right ahead. No, yeah. <laughs> no, not gonna do that. <laughs> See, I don't know what else is on this card. Um, Dude, I've been thinking while we've been talking. I can't think of anything. I um, maybe like Kofi versus Butch again. Um, yeah, I was thinking. I was my one of my predictions was New Day versus Butch and fucking like Sheamus again. Well, definitely Corbin it's, and Madcap. Dude, did you see SmackDown? Like Madcap got his neck cut in thirds. Like, yeah, you know? I, that was oh really, that was really gross. That was amazing. Cyberg, the women's match is about to start. So the the dentist versus the Joker. Who do we think the Joker is? Bailey, um. <laughs> Sasha Banks. Could you imagine if Sasha Banks just walked out? Lex Luger. <laughs> could you imagine if it was Bailey Bales? Like I saw what happened on Monday. I got out as quick as I could. <laughs> I want. I you know what. I want Bailey to return as a Los Lotharios kiss cam chick. Oh my god, that would be really funny. Like, <laughs> okay, Murphy, let us know who it is. I will. Yeah. I will. Uh, it's. I'm gonna say it's someone already on the roster. No. Is anyone a, injured? Swole. Could you swole. imagine if it's swole? I would die. Swole. All right. Let's swole see. would be a surprise. Let's get ready to bop some head swole. Let's just say that, that's not how it goes. That's, no, that's moose. <laughs> moose. I know. I know who moose is. <laughs> who is this? What up? Drum roll, please. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Come on, Kay. Who is this? <laughs> Who is this? I don't know. Maki? I don't know who this is. But Kay, what are you watching AW for? You should know these is it, things. Is it a Japanese wrestler? Yes. Yeah, that's why. Oh, where's Dave? Where's Dave when you need him? <laughs> that's why. Fine, cool. <laughs> it's, someone... the girl she, it's the girl she wrestled at Revolution last year. Sure. Maki Ito. Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right, moving on. 
Cool. She looks like Harley Quinn a little bit. Cool. All right, great. Uh, yeah, she lives <laughs> called a Japana Bliss. No. <laughs> Speaking of which, Alexa Bliss could have been in that six pack challenge. Why wasn't? Yeah, why? I her hate new her music. music. Her I music? hate it. It's like Dollar Store Avril Lavigne. That's that. That's the exact thing she's going for. Why is she still have Lily? I don't know. I mean, I know they're trying to sell them, but Alexa Bliss needs a like. I don't like Alexa Bliss. Is this? I'm gonna be out here and smile for the camera. I don't know why she's not speaking. Yes, very weird. Like what? Kayla Braxton doesn't want to talk to her. No questions for Alexa Bliss. <laughs> not even that. Did even that fucking British dude? I can't stand nothing. You got nothing you want to ask. Oh, she's not, probably. He's not she's British. Probably Irish. still possessed. I, Irish. Maybe, he's Irish. He's not British at all. she's still possessed. I don't think she's still yeah. possessed. I thought therapy helped her. No. Wow. I, I thought the therapy worked. It didn't. Oh, Probably not. <laughs> but, like, you, yeah, Bliss could have been on that and been a six-pack and believable. But, fuck, throw Lacey in there. We'll just, we'll just call the women's money in the bank. Do something. Um, I think uh, Bailey's long due for a return back to, against Ronda because if Ronda's gonna do this open challenge bullshit, Bailey's got to be one of them. Yeah. Oh, KO oh. and Elias are gonna be on this card. You mean Ezekiel? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> oh, and what what the fuck is RK Bro doing? Because we're unifying the titles on Friday, but it's not going to be because I think it's gonna they're gonna do a dusty finish again. So that's part. Of, that's probably honestly put them inside Hell in a Cell. I would love that. I think that's Man, I think that's the move because uh, RK dude, Bro and the Usos. RK Bro is the hottest act right now in WWE, which still blows my mind. Which is yeah. which is why they walked back to unification because they're not ready to do it yet <laughs> because uh, they're selling so much merch, so much money. <laughs> yes. So honestly, dude, so much money. I think RK Bro takes it. I do. I think RK Bro takes it. I think yeah, they don't they like the unification. Yeah, I do. And I think RK Bro takes it. On, I think RK Bro takes it on Friday. Rematch inside Hell in, the, Hell in a Cell. The Usos probably get it back. Oh, that's a that's a bold back and that's a bold fifty fifty back and forth. You're or, begging, or, or, you're they, or they on hang them. on to it, or they hang on to it. Yeah. I don't know. I would say you're begging on them putting at least two four star matches in a. Three day period, almost, or no, week and a half. Yeah, yeah, no. As, ooh, Dude, I think they're definitely going in hell to sell for the titles, but I think RK Bro walks in with the titles. Who leaves? I'm not sure yet. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Because I am looking forward to that Friday main event of the tag team title invitation. That's a great main event because Roman can get involved in that too if he really wanted to. Yeah, and that was the only. Honestly, that was the only thing missing from from the main event of Backlash. I was like, put all the titles on the line, and the main event meant something. That was my other gripe with Backlash. The main event didn't mean shit. Dude, but it was so oh. much fun. It was fun. It was a house show, but it was so much. It was fun. But I wanted it to mean you, you have all those titles, and you're not going to put anything on the line. Yeah, it is bizarre. <laughs> I'll grant you that was very bizarre. Yeah. I have a question. Yes, K. Murphy. There is four. What? Okay. You cut. You cut. You what, what's up, Kay? Hello. Yeah. Can you hear me? Up? We hear you now. Hello. 
They have 420 merch. Yeah, okay. It's been out <laughs> since 420. Dude, Matt Riddle made a masturbation joke on Raw tonight, the other night. How is this happening? We just gonna let that slide. Wait, <laughs> Matt Riddle made a masturbation joke on Raw. No, he got close to making a masturbation joke and Randy cut him off. Yeah. Get you my dad the gutter, Randy. <laughs> yeah, I thought it's like, dude, they're Wait, so perfect together. <laughs> did you know that did you know that every what time Riddle, he was talking about lotion by the side of his bed? Um, but did you notice that every time that um that riddle flips off his flip flops is a different type of animal? Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's much better. <laughs> I think that's such a great touch because there's this one intern there making that design over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if he gets to choose what animal it is, or he has to get someone has to tell him what it is. Well, it's the thing. Like, I would, I would probably make something relatively close to whatever city they're in. So, if you're in Baltimore, right, you do birds for the Orioles or Ravens. Yeah. So, what city do they have a giraffe for? Uh, wherever Toys R Us is founded, I don't know. <laughs> is there, are they have a Toys R Us center? I don't know. No, they did a giraffe. I was like, who the fuck like, dude, if they're in the Staples Center, if they say they're in the Staples Center, a bunch of Staples fly out of his shoes. Well, it's no more it's no longer the Staples Center. <laughs> I know, but that'd be really funny. <laughs> like, like the Smoothie King side, just like goop. But but some gooey smoothies. Yeah. Goop. <laughs> well, the staple center. Well, the staple center is now the Crypto.com arena. So every time he flips off his flip flops, nothing happens. Yeah. It's not real. It's not real. <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's like it's just Doge coins. <laughs> <laughs> nothing happens. It's not real. <laughs> I, I think that's a great touch, dude. The, it's the little tweaks like that which make a star a superstar. Yeah, like and that, wonder, that's a great I touch. Riddle, I wonder if Riddle like comes up with the animal. He's like, dude, today I'm feeling giraffes, man. Yeah, it's definitely it has fifty. It's a giraffe. <laughs> you, I wonder. Hey, I wonder how much the Hey Randy, oh, how much Hey Randy shirts they sold. Hey Randy, a lot. So, uh, so uh, on the record, I know, I know, my girlfriend has one. To put it this way: Wrestle- WrestleMania weekend, they were fourth. RK Bro was really? like fourth. That's amazing. Num- number one was WrestleMania because, obviously, duh. right? It's on everything. Number mm-hmm. number two was Stone Cold because duh. Duh. Number three, duh. number three was Roman because duh. How was Undertaker not top five? RK Bro. You know what it was? Because there wasn't that much Undertaker merch compared to everything else. Yeah. And his stuff was a little bit more expensive because they did like one-of-ones and a whole bunch of exclusive shit. Yeah, so that's why they scrapped mm-hmm. Orton Riddle at WrestleMania because they're selling so much merch. So much fucking merch. It's unbelievable how much merch they're selling. <laughs> so why would you why would you bring up their act? They bring up, that's like, they're selling like New Day merch. Yeah. I was like, why would you break up that act? Ever. It is a shame that that the original New Day or any inclination of a New Day is stuck with this Butch and Sheamus thing. Because I would love to see New Day versus like Kofi and Kofi and Randy have that history already. Mm-hmm. And now you have a mouthpiece like Xavier and a dumbass well, so mouthpiece. Thing, dude, if you unify, like, if, you, if you unify the titles, you can do that. You could. I'm telling you, dude. Champions on both shows, or at least tag titles. And the main champions on both shows, 
and you keep the US and the IC on e, and, e, and split those up. Other than that, the champions go back and forth. It just makes, so, no, it just makes so I'm much sold sense. On that. It just makes I'm, so much sense. Yeah. No, I'm sold on that, but I'm, I, I can also see New Day and Usos part on um, part like 75, but I'm totally okay with that because they are really fun when they go when they work together. Yeah, like your main events should be on both shows because they're main events. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tag title should be on both shows because you don't have tag teams. Especially with <laughs> tag titles, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and the mid-cards keep them separate because it, it, it just ties the show together. You got to fill time somewhere. Yeah, you, you got to build your characters. You got to build your staple of the show. I mean, and it's good for business. You get you get ad revenue. Both both shows are happy because they have the main champion. They both mm-hmm. get main event feuds. Like it yeah. just every everybody wins. You make you make more money with merch because they're on both shows. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, it's going to be in the Hell in the Cell car before we before we shut out here. Uh, something between the Miz and Ali in theory. Something with the U.S. titles going on. I like Miz in theory. They're good. Dude, Miz and Theory is this Miz and Morrison, just more, more, more sophomoric. Yeah, like they, 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 they go from sophomore to just jocks. <laughs> it's gonna be great, dude. That's, I also, that's great. I also think Veer has his first uh, premium live event match. Dude, I'm fine with Veer being there heavy because he doesn't need to say anything. He can just stand there mm-hmm. and be looking stupid. I'm actually just okay with Veer being himself. I'm he is. Veer is going to be the Rusev that they always wanted. I mean, he's getting cut from Hulu Ross. I have no idea what's happening. But yeah, I, 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 I wish I saw them on Hulu Raw. I'm kind of mad I didn't. Kevin Owens was on Hulu Raw either. I wish he was. He and Kevin Owens is wearing a Sami Zayn Forever shirt. Guys, am I going to have to start watching oh. Three Hour Raw? <laughs> yes. Yeah, Veer, they're, they're, they're using Veer like Rusev was in the beginning. He So Veer's finisher... Is Rusev's finisher with just one arm? That's hilarious. <laughs> that makes me so happy. <laughs> I'm like, the only thing missing is for Veer to come out in a tank at his first WrestleMania. Oh, Yanks win 3-2, baby. <laughs> Ooh, close game. Garrett Cole, 4-0. Finally. I was, got ready, it I, was ready, I was ready to write him off after that first two starts, too. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, man. Um... But yeah, no, Veer Veer's going to be good. I mean, that's the that's the former million dollar arm. You know that will. Yep. Former million dollar arm guy. But I feel like there's gonna be a lot of Ron Hell and less SmackDown because SmackDown's struggling. Also, why wasn't Sonya Deville in the six pack? She is now just a performer now too. Yeah, she had to get squashed by Alexa Bliss. <laughs> Twice. Yeah. Two weeks in a row. Which fine, man. Sonya will build herself up. I mean, like like I said earlier. Raw, I'm glad Sonya's back wrestling. The women's, div- the women's division does have depth. They're just not all there at the same time. But people like Sonya and Lacey help because they're good characters and they're good workers. Absolutely. And you, for for any wrestling show, you always need good characters and good workers. Dude, I'm telling you. I am telling you. Make a women's mid-card title. And if you want to one up AEW, you have Bret. I've Hart. been saying that for years. You have Bret Hart debut the women's <laughs> mid card title, the Hart title. <laughs> Could you imagine? And Natalia wins the first. No, and absolutely wins, not. Yeah, she wins. eats. She eats that pin. All right. I mean, she. Dro- I think she drops like a like a Lacey Evans or fucking whoever. Dude, I think that's. I think that is a great idea. You want to. You want to honor Owen Hart. That's how oh, you honor. That's how you can honor Owen Hart right but there. H, the Hart but title. like H E A R T. No H A. So that... No 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 H A R T. I know what I said. 
<laughs> the H-E-A-R-T is like too girly. Well, Martha would have a fit if it said H-A-R-T title. You know yeah, that. But Brett, they can use Bret Hart. You're going to call a women's mid-card title the Bret Hart title. No, no, no. no. You just call it the Hart title. After Bret Hart. No, no, no. no. Just the Hart title. I mean, Bret, Owen, Martha doesn't, Martha owns Owen Hart. She doesn't own Hart. (laughs) (laughs) Technically, oh, Bret can just, Bret can probably give the rights away because it's his name, right? You can, you can let someone use your name. Like their actual name is H-A-R-T. Yeah. So like they, or maybe or maybe maybe Natty reveals and it's after Natty the greatest you know little winningest champion. No, nah, I want I want Brad to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm booking this shit. I don't care what makes sense. I'm booking this. It's my idea. Trust me, it'll go way over way better. <laughs> Natalia, Natalia can introduce Bret Hart, right? That's fine. Oh my Na- god! Natalia can be in the ring and introduce Bret Hart. That's fine. She can be there. She deserves to be in the ring. She is not. She does not reveal that title. <laughs> that is reserved for the superior heart. <laughs> oh Besides, god. she's a knight heart. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> let's wrap up the show. <laughs> We're done. Let's wrap. Let's wrap the show. Let's get the fuck out of here, dude. That, that's a clip. Lost. All right, that is a fucking clip if I've ever seen one. You know what? Cut that and send it to me. I'm gonna do something with it somewhere. <laughs> let's go home. Let's... Jeff Hardy is the main event two weeks in a row. Uh. He's still alive. Oh god. Jeff, the main event. We didn't. We didn't. We, didn't, we didn't even talk about him in Derby. Oh my god! Incredible, dude! It was a fantastic match. It was so good. I was so glad I was there for in person. It was insane. Um, Also, the main event is Jeff versus Adam Cole. All right, the heart, the Owen. For the oh, it's not the Owen. It's the heart. No, no, no. Oh, it's it's not the heart. It's the Owen. No, no, the, the men have the heart. Women have the Owen. The women have the Owen. Yeah, women have the Owen tournament. The heart have the men tournament. All right, that's okay. Okay, for real though. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number 292, card subject to change with everything going on in wrestling, especially in WWE and also in Ric Flair's life. There's a lot of things that are up in the air right now, but what is not up in the air is that we are here each and every Wednesday night live on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube with a pre-show at 730 and the main show at 8 p.m. And anytime we're done with the main show, we do have a post show, so please follow us there. Of course, I am your host, King Ricky Rose. You can find me at Ambassador Biggs across all social media outlets. You, again, have been listening to or watching Kings of the Rings podcast at KOTR underscore podcast on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube, on Twitch, on Discord, too, as well. Like, share, subscribe. Links to everything, including our merchandise, are in the description below, as well as the links in the descriptions to our network um, handle, Wrestle Addict Radio, where you will listen to us wherever you listen to all of your podcast stuff. And follow Wrestle Addict Radio at Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter and Wrestle Addict Radio on Facebook and Instagram. And they have a Discord as well, which you probably should link all of that to. Again, the links to all of our stuff, including some great merchandise, which I'm not wearing right now because I'm supporting Sasha, is in the link in our description below. Uh, 
Without further ado, Will Tarashak, what you got for me? Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Will Tarashak. That is T as in Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. But y'all already know that I spell my name in every single podcast I do because it's a fucking <laughs> habit I can't get rid of. But speaking of other podcasts I do, Talking with Tarashak airs every Wednesday morning or noon. I don't know. It airs every Wednesday. Fucking listen to it. Uh, next week, <laughs> next week, I got Andrew Zarian on. So if you're a fan of yeah. Matt Men podcast, the news industry, we talk about we talk about how we got involved with Meltzer. Fretz, I did ask that question. Uh, yeah. He kind of sidebergs, which was amazing. We talked about wrestling business, fans, marks, how awful Twitter is, and then this podcasting. Mm. It's a fantastic interview. Shout out to Andrew Zarian for doing that again. And he's coming back this summer. It's going to be a great time. Hey, nice. An alumni of the Talking with Tarashik podcast. Yes, I am. And I've actually never worked with um, Zarian before, so that will be interesting. He's a, he's an amazing time. Oh, he's a lot of fun. I'm ex- he's great. I, I'm excited. on YouTube, Talking with Tarashik. Yes. T is in Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. And yeah, I'm high. Jeff Hardy's about to. Jeff Hardy's getting the shit kicked out of him by Adam Cole at this time. <laughs> I was about to say you're really high right now, aren't you, Kay? I'm really. T- it's been like a really like long week. Like I haven't been feeling well. It's like been a day. so like I've been like all I woke up this morning is feeling fucking terrible. Am I all like congested? My whole head <laughs> is just. You can see my nose is red. So I would like to lay down soon, but you can find me. And my stuffy nose across all social media at the K Murphy, T H E K A E Murphy. Also, it's almost June, y'all. So, you know what that means. Look out for some pride shit soon. Yeah, that'll be in development. Uh, we'll probably get some news after that, hopefully, in the next two weeks or so. But until then, folks, when we come back next week, or if we decide to take, if we decide to come back, we're going to be talking a little bit more about Hell in a Cell, whatever the fuck happened with those tag titles, including the men's and women's tag titles. And if we Owen Hart tournament or a hard to be Owen or whatever the fuck it called means anything in the long run. So we have a lot to figure out, including who Flair's final opponent's going to be. So until then, folks, goodbye, good night. And the one person I hope was Flair's opponent so we can chop the shit out of him is Slack because ah. fuck you, Slack. <laughs> On to the post show. We'll see you next week. Midnight music. Thank you.